underdog. Damn, damn. Unleash damn, the damn. power within. Damn, damn. Building damn, damn, damn. True underdog. Jason Waller here, true underdog. Got my co-host John LeBlanc here. We're going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about the, the, the traits of the game of entrepreneurship, how to overcome things, motivational quotes. Super excited about today's show. John, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. I want to... Uh, I want to hey, t- hey, do you see my monster water here? How great is that? It's water with caffeine. You and caffeine. And they're not even paying me to drink it. That's the best part, They right? should. They should pay. They should put that on your they Instagram. Should, they should pay me to drink it right there. Hydro, Tropical Thunder, Monster Water. It's caffeinated with 188 milligrams per bottle. Yeah, this is you, my second bottle today. Can you rattle off the ingredients list on there real quick? No, Just try to... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's water with caffeine. Could you imagine if we just had unlimited supply at the office of that? Everybody be jacked up. I mean, up. we're a growing company. But we need to our, call Monster tomorrow and set something up. How, right. how do we do that? I don't know. We'll get you. You got. You got to have a contact. You got to contact everywhere. I'll figure it out. We'll figure you it figure out. Figure it out. You you just fired up an Instagram, a personal I, Instagram. I did. I was Jason told. Hey, by, by the way, I was told by marketing. Yeah. For our company, Power Home Solar, they treated me kind of like Trump, and they're like, look. Can you get your own? Because you're putting yeah. some stuff on here that's like, that's like you know motivational, and this is a company growing, and it's like I'm the CEO, and I'm like, really, my stuff's bad. So they came up with the idea: look, create Jason Waller, bam, and when you're motivated or you're jacked up and you want to share something, post it. I'm surprised you hadn't had one earlier. I mean, it took forever. I'm not. A, I mean, look, I, I get on social media just for business purposes. Yeah. My wife and every other, you know, female I know and all my kids and, you know, they, they live on that stuff. And that's how our business flourishes as people see our ads and stuff on social. But, you know, it was hard for me because it's like, what am I going to do? What, how much, you know, so they kind of forced my hand like you need to have one. And so I did. I opened it about about. 34 days ago, I think. 33 days ago. Yeah, and you got some good content. By the way. Hey, I'm over 13,000 followers. I was just going to say, you are at 13.4 today. I can't say if I pay for followers or not. <laughs> I, I won't say if that's true. So I will say this that you do boost certain posts in yeah. certain areas that they get some tread, but then after people see it and they like it and they follow it, they share it. And then that just takes off like a wildfire. So, you know, that's kind of the key, but you know, I'm just trying to get the name out there. We got our podcast that obviously this here is, is launching out. Um, we're just trying to tie the web together. You had a post a few days ago. This hits home. I could, I couldn't even back out of this one if I tried. Oh boy. Have you ever heard, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the post. Have you ever heard a crackhead say, I have no money. I'm not going to smoke today. And the answer is no. They always find a way. And the relationship to business is, are you going to let a crackhead out hustle you today? Well, I got a lot of slack on that, that text. So I was with the marketing team in Mooresville um, a few days ago. And my daughter, my 21 year old daughter, Hannah sends me that that post. It's like, a, it's just a, it's a, it's a piece of paper taped to a refrigerator or something. And, and that's typed on there. And she was like, this is good. And I'm reading it. And I'm like, it is good. I don't know if I should share it. And the marketing team's like, well, what do you think will happen? I'm like, I don't know, but it's like legit. It's true. It's true. I feel like I need to share it. So <laughs> I, I posted it and then I put my comments on it and I said, nothing more to say here. Stay hustling, stay hungry, build a movement for yourself and your future. Bam. And I feel like you know, I had, there's, there's some, a uh, couple folks on there like, Hey, I used to be a crackhead and this is insulting. Well, I'm sorry. And that wasn't my intent, but at the end of the day, it's very true. 
Yeah. You know, people out there that are peddling or people out there that are, that are, that are on drugs, if they really want something, they find a way to get it done. So how about the folks that are trying to motivate themselves, their business, their family? They can find a way to get it done. You know, they just got to dig deeper. They've got to figure things out on their own. Uh, they can't quit. They can't take no for an answer. We've all had our, you know, back against the wall. And you got to break that damn thing down. You can't sit there and take it anymore. There are people that find ways to get things done. And, you know, there's no excuses. If if folks like that, and I'm not knocking those kind of folks, but if folks like that that are unfortunate, that are, that are that's their lifestyle, they can get it done and they don't have a pot to piss in then how come other folks can't get it done? They find excuses and point the finger and do the blame game. And, you know, I can't do it anymore. They always say, I can't, I'll try, I don't know, instead of I am or I will. Like there's just, they've got to find a way to change their mindset. Mindset to me is everything. If you believe it, it will happen. I mean, you hear those quotes all the time and they're mostly true. If you say I can't or you say I will, they're mostly true. And that's a fact. That's true. Like you get to write your own map. This isn't anybody else's map. You know, God puts us out here and we get to live our lives and we have to live how we want to. And you got to be who you're intended to be. And if if you feel like you don't want to go right, and you want to go left, you need to go left. You need to write that map. You can't let someone else write it for you. Yeah. So there's some addictive personality traits that you have. What is that? I don't know. But I mean, it, we're, we're comparing to crackheads here. Oh, boy. Well, I'm addicted to not losing. I'm super competitive. Uh, I'm addicted to caffeine, obviously. So, you know, I'm a caffeine <laughs> head. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I have a, a, a problem and I talk about it all the time where I get excited and I hate to say this to fail. But failing is, is learning. You know, losing is learning. Um, you know, I, I, I love being told I'm not going to be able to accomplish something. That's always been my deal since I was 12 or 13, where I feel like if someone says you can't do it or you won't do it, I feel like. I, I, I love a challenge. I, I will break down my back and do everything I can and put my whole body and risk everything to show I can. You know, I don't chase money. I don't chase success. I chase winning. Um, you know, and a lot of, you know, our, our buddy of mine, you know, and partner Ben Burkhardt, he always says, don't chase money, chase success. And that's true. Like I like to, when I would compete for sales or anything, I wanted the wood, I wanted the award, but I just like to win. You know, I, and, and because, you know, when you grow up and you see other people winning and they have nicer things than you and you're struggling and people say things and people challenge you and people say you can't do this or you won't do this, you know, I, I just feel like the, my addiction is using their negative energy and their boxing me in of my limitations as fuel to get excited. And I don't go and rub it in people's faces. I don't do it and go, look at me. I just smile from afar and continue to do it. And they have to live with that, not me. That's the best part. I don't let think about it again. I use it as fuel. It goes in the tank and it goes out and it's off my radar. But that's the gasoline and fire I need to make sure that I accomplish my goals and not let somebody else draw out my map. I write my own damn map. That's awesome. I love that. And you, you look, you pursue things at such an incredible speed. I mean, anything that you do, obviously growing a business, selling your house, buying a new house, like all those things happen so fast. And I've heard you say, and I've I've always thought about this, I've heard you say you're a big believer that things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. So when things, quote unquote, happen for a reason, but maybe something happens that's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. whether it's you know business, life, whatever it is, how do you distinguish the two? How do you say, look, this happened for a reason, I'm going to go a different direction, or 
this happen, but I'm going to continue down this path because I know it's the right thing to do and I know it's going to lead me to success. I always go with my gut. So what I've learned early on in life is if I'm indecisive, if I can't make a decision, I'm weak, right? And whatever decision I make, if I'm like, should I do this or should I do that? Well, if I ask myself that question, when I make the decision, all I'm doing is thinking about what I didn't decide and I'm I'm not working and focused on what I did pick. And, you know, I opposites attract my wife. I love her to death. We we've been together 25 years. We're high school sweethearts. We've got four kids, one granddaughter. She's my best friend. She's my rock. She motivates me. Love her. But she's the most indecisive human being I've ever met. Drives me up a damn wall. I mean, my <laughs> neck hair stand up. I'm like, make a damn decision. She can't, but that forces me to make a lot more. So, and she's always like, how do you know that's the right way? Because I'm not thinking about the other way anymore. I made my decision. I move on. If it's wrong, tough crap. I'm, I'm yeah. you got to learn from it. And you know, when things happen and bad things happen to people all the time and good, you know, good mm-hmm. things, good, bad things, there's a reason for it. Whether you have to learn or you have to celebrate or you have to enjoy or you have to teach, there is a reason for every event. And you control which way you go from those events. You're either a half glass full or a half glass empty. You're either, I quit, I'm running left, I'm scared, or, hey, I'm going to fight through and get through this. Or, hey, this isn't working, but I'm going to adjust to that because I'm super excited. But you have to make a decision. The biggest problem with entrepreneurs is they're indecisive and they're uncertain. You got to go with your gut. You've got to make a decision and stick with it and have no regrets, no second guessing, because any energy you waste on thinking about what you didn't pick, you're wasting your energy on growing what you're doing. That makes a lot of sense. And I know a lot of people, maybe even including myself, paralysis by analysis, you'll sit there and think and think and think, and you don't decide whether it's right or wrong. And if it is wrong, you learn quick. And then you retract and maybe go a different direction. And look, I make make some wrong decisions. (laughs) I shoot from the hip. You know, the joke is Jason's ready, fire, aim, right? He's like not even thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Right. But my problem is if I think about it, now I'm in my own head. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's like if I feel this is the right decision, it's what I'm doing. Yeah. No, it's, I, I, it's how I feel. You can't change how I feel. And if I second guess it, there's a problem. There's something to be said about intuition in your gut. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said of it's telling you to do this. You need to do it. If you're unsure, do that. And then don't think about the other and see what happens. You got to and give 110%. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate things happen all the time, that, but you got to find the positive at it. We, we came back from uh, a trip over the New Year's. And our house flooded. We've only been in the house 14 months. And I don't mean Mm. like the basement flooded. I mean the whole main level flooded. It ruined all of the hardwoods and the furniture on the main level. Went down into the basement, ruined the arcade, was coming down the lights, ruined the pool table, ruined the bar down there. The worst part, though, all I mean, all that is bad. We had stuff from the kids' schools for the last 18 years and pictures and family photos and everything down there with grandparents, everything gone. And so... We came back. We didn't realize how bad it was. I mean, it, it's worse than a fire because, it, you know, a fire burns down. You rebuild it. It's water. You got to strip it. You got to clean it. Yeah, it. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize how bad it was till we get there. And then you got me and the kids and the wife and everyone's upset, emotional. And what are we going to do? We're staying in a hotel. We can't stay in the house. You know, the kids got to go back to school. It's winter break. And it's tough. And you got to figure it out. And we changed our mind four times. We're going back to North Carolina. We're staying in Michigan. We're going to North Carolina. My wife, I love her to death, couldn't make up her mind. So I finally said, I've had enough. This is what we're doing. So we ended up getting a house next to, you know, a buddy of mine, uh, Prater, and staying there. And, you know, and, and we worked it out. And we, and we that's where we're going to be while we rebuild the house and fix it and go back to our home. And, and you know, the, it's, that's a super negative thing. But what's the positive about it? Well, I'll tell you, like, our house was beautiful. 
But now my wife can customize things because we bought it new and it was sitting there for about eight months when we bought it. And it's a beautiful home. But look, there's things that my wife would have been changed. But she wanted to make it hers, right? So the, only, the positive I see in this is, A, instead of my wife second guessing going back to North Carolina and Michigan, she's stuck here rebuilding our house. Ding! Now we're here for a while. <laughs> there I gotta, you go. There's the second thing. She gets excited to customize it for herself. Sure. Ding! So I'm looking at all these as there's a reason for this. Now she don't have to second guess, go to Michigan, go to North Carolina. I miss it. I miss it. She's like focused on this. And listen, if you are struggling, you need to find the other part to focus on. So now she's focused and excited. She's going to customize some things, make it her own. It's going to be six, eight, ten months. You know, it's right. It's it's a couple miles from where we're staying now. So we can still go enjoy the pool in the summertime. We've got great friends in a great neighborhood. So look, things work out for a reason. It sucks. I mean, you make sure my advice here is make sure you've got the right homeowner's insurance. We're still fighting that battle. But at the end of the day, it took it sucks and we had to move and I hate that. Moved on. Now it took a weight off my shoulder of my wife contemplating, should we live in North Carolina half a year? Do I don't have to deal with that now. She's focused on rebuilding this and fixing it. So that's great news. And now my family has a little bit more stability and they're in their school and there's no stress because there was uncertainty there. And I'm a big believer of you make a decision, you stick with it and you, that's your stability. You stay in those lines and you just have you know, certain feelings when you go through, you got to quit second guessing yourself and I'm going to change this because that's not good structure for family, business, anything. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, the, the lesson here, obviously decide right, wrong or indifferent, decide there's things, there's rules that you have as an entrepreneur that help you decide mm-hmm. and help you decide quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's probably one, two, three, maybe a few rules that you live by in your decision-making, whether it's in your life or in your business. You want to talk about those? Well, in our business, I mean, the three biggest rules I think for me are, is, you know, one, you've got to be positive. You know, we don't like to, I don't like to be around negative people. I don't like to hear people complaining. And look, I'm guilty of complaining. Sometimes things are tough. I complain. My, my chest hurts from working out. I, I don't want to eat this Quest bar. It tastes like dirt. You know, Quest is not paying me now, right? So anyway, there's things that you can complain about, but I have to be optimistic and look at positive. Look, I'm breathing. I don't have a disease. I've got a beautiful family. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got beautiful friends, great friends. I've got a great company. I've got great employees and great leadership teams. And, you know, we're changing the world. I've got to be more grateful in life. And so that's why I focus on. So rule number one in, 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 in anybody in the business that, that, that I'm part of running is you got to be positive. Rule number two is integrity. Integrity is everything. You can't lie, cheat, or steal from the company, from an employee, from a customer. Everything's about integrity. You are who you are. Your word is your word. What you say is gold. Can't be anything else. There's no sidestepping or any of that. I don't, I don't like it. I'm a sales guy. And I'm telling you, I'm integrity. If there's an issue, I'm going to tell you about it up front. The expectation's this. This is how this works. You're not going to save money, Mr. Customer. It's going to cost you this. I'm going to look you in your face and do that. And you're going to want to buy from me because you believe in me. And I'm honest. I'm not trying to sugarcoat something or hide something or slip it under the rug. I do not like sales folks or people like that. So integrity is number two. Number three is protect the brand at all costs. There, look, they always say snitches get stitches. Yeah, back in school. But when it comes to a business, snitches get rewarded because you've got to protect the brand. If one knucklehead does something wrong, it can affect 800 employees, 1,000 employees, yeah. however big your company is. You have got to protect the brand at all costs because – in our business, we want all of our employees to take ownership because there's going to be a day that we have an IPO and they all get stock. So I tell them every day, you need to take ownership like this is your company. If you feel like someone's working for you and they're not giving you 110%, they shouldn't be on the team. We shouldn't pay them. If you wouldn't pay them out of your paycheck, don't pay them out of Power Homes paycheck because they're not worthy of it. You need to always be on your game. On a personal level, 
you know, I'm real big into, you know, making decisions and, and not second guess it. My wife, um, uh, she's has a lot of anxiety and she's a hypochondriac about like, you know, I've got this, am I going to die? Googling, you know, I've got this, this weird feeling in my ear and I Googled and it said 46 things and, you know, 22 <laughs> of them says I'm going to die. Like, and look, and I love her and, yeah. and I get my own anxiety. So I, I kind of relate to her and I understand what she's going through, but I'm always like, hun, like quit doing that. Like make a decision. Say like, we, let, let's do this and that's it. Right. And, and I'm working that with my kids and, you know, it's really hard because my kids live a different lifestyle than I did. Sure. And so, you know, people are like, you know, what are you going to do with your kids? You know, do you, are they going to ra- be raised to be brats? Are they going to, you know, because I, I, my 21 year old, you know, her and her fiance um, lived with us. You know, she, she had, I had my, she had my granddaughter seven, eight months ago. Uh, and grandpa. yep. Grandpa. grandpa. G Diddy, baby. G Diddy. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm the youngest, hottest grandpa out there. Just so everybody youngest, knows. Youngest right? for sure. Hottest. Yeah. I don't know. I, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like a gilf, right? I'm a gilf. So listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> Roberto likes that one. <laughs> he does. At the, I'm going to make my tag say that. My wife's going to say, hell no. Get that off there. Tattoo. Right. Next no, tattoo. no. Wife won't have it. She's my boss. <laughs> so at the end of the day, though, um, you know, it, it's about keeping a relationship with your kids and your wife. You got to be open to communicate. I tell my kids, there's nothing you can't do that I won't have your back. If you go out and and do things and and that you're not supposed to, I'll bury the bodies for you because you're my kids. I got your back, awesome. right? You should never feel yeah. judged Blood's in thicker our house. Than water, right? That's, well, it is, but it is in your internal family, yeah. right? With your wife and your kids, I believe that. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a relationship with your parents or your siblings. If you can, you can, but there's cases out there that, you know, sometimes that doesn't work. And I mm-hmm. believe that blood doesn't entitle you to a relationship. I am closer to some friends than you know, my brother sometimes, you know, because of up and down relationships, but, and you know, some of my friends feel like a brother to me because they do anything in the world for me. And I'm not knocking my brother. I'm giving an example of that happens in today's life. And so, you know, I try to embrace the, my kids like, look, you know, there's, there's no judgment here. There's nothing you can do that. I don't have your back. So we need to have an open forum. And secondly, um, you know, you need to make sure that with your position in life and, and the, the, the benefits and, um, the blessings that you have growing up, you need to treat people with love and kindness and never use anything like that against them. And that's kind of my rule. I'll take care of them and guide them and do what I can, but they can't treat people bad ever because they're in a position where they didn't earn any of these blessings, right? Uh, they were born, well, they weren't really born into it. It went from one way to another, <laughs> right. but, but you know, they, 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 they don't, they don't have that, that ability and, uh, to, to go out and earn or, or feel like their back's against the wall. It's easier for them. So all I ask is for them to love people and be kind, and I'll help them along the way. I, I you know, I'm, I don't want them to have to go through what I went through or what I ever gone through or going to go through. I just want them to be good people and help people and help change the world. And, and you know, last but not least, um, you know, my daughter is a great mother and my you know, uh, her fiance is a, is a great dad. Mm-hmm. And so people ask, you know, what's he do for a living? You know, did, I, when he asked to take her hand, I told him, look, I, I don't care if you, you take out trash at Walmart or you push the broom at Target or you deliver newspapers, bud. What I care about is my daughter's safe and she's happy. And he has done that. He's been a great, great father. And I wouldn't trade that in for some guy that's making hundreds of millions of dollars because he could have been a prick and a whole and a horrible father and a horrible, like he's a good dude. And I always tell people out there, like, don't judge people by, by what they're doing or how much they're making judge by their character of how they treat people. And that's kind of what we kind of stick to it with our family. Yeah. And I see that from you firsthand. I mean, you're a 
obviously an extremely successful CEO and entrepreneur, but you talk to everybody the same, no matter who you're talking to. Yeah. Another CEO or somebody at Walmart pushing a broom, you talk to them the same and with the same passion. So that's incredible stuff. That's what attracted me into the company is just how you treat everybody around you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, thank you. Well, that's going to wrap up our show here today. Thank you, John. Check us out on Instagram at Jason Waller Bam. Also, you can check out our podcast website at trueunderdog.com. We will see you soon. Thank you. Bam! Bam.